0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Digital Wire Presents. Today, we have Dominic Legg, who's a director at Motion by Design. Uh, so, we'll be discussing everything from TV advertising to social media advertising to guerrillas in advertising. And today, we have me, Nicholas Bozik, and we
1: also have Nate. The movie was 23. The movie was 23. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't worry. That'll make sense later, right? Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>
0: Cool. So, do you want to maybe start by just telling us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah,
3: sure. Um, so, I'm I'm Dominic Leg or Dom Leg, mm-hmm. um, and I run a company called Motion by Design, which specialises in motion graphics and mostly TV commercials as well. So, oh, cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. Yeah. We, I mean, we started without you before we started talking about some nineties.
3: Ads. <laughs> oh, ones, yes. The ones that have flown back to us. Yes, I made my fair share of uh, some of those dodgy ads, oh, really? ads back yeah. in the day. Yes, not 90s, but early 2000s. Early 2000s? Okay,
0: yeah. do you, is there any like ones that we'd know?
3: So, all the Betty Buyer's commercials. Um, oh, Betty Buyer's. okay. Yeah, Betty Buyer's back in the day. Um, I guess I uh, used to make Adam Internet commercials. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Oh, wow. So, you might That's recognize really them. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I remember like the one that sticks out to me the most is the... Um, the Cabri one with the Gorilla on the drums. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was vintage. Phil Collins.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's an expensive production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I wonder how that came about. Like, it's something to do with, like, um, um, Gorilla marketing. Like, it's like a play on words like on that. Like, Gorilla just, tactics almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, seem, it seems really odd, right? Like, yeah. just, oh, let's, let's do a Gorilla on the drums. I feel like we need to watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Probably should if David could bring it up. Um, I'm just playing it over in my yeah. head already. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really like it builds up. Like, really, I like actually yeah. watch it no longer. Like, he's like kind of sitting there, he's building up,
1: and then it goes bang bang. So that's whirling on the drums. Boodle, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's so hard, though, to come up with those very simple in execution ideas, but are really effective and, and stick with you. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, I, I just, I've tried to come up with that something like that Mm -hmm. and it's very very difficult yeah
3: the creative process is definitely a tricky one um yeah and you tend to go through a lot of shit ideas before you get to the good ones there there are some creative processes that people use to get there but Mm -hmm. um like you just imagine how many people had their mind towards an idea like that and Mm -hmm. how many people had to go through yeah normally Mm -hmm. the more people you have to get an idea approved through the the worse and diluted Mm
1: -hmm. it gets Mm -hmm. yeah have you ever made a commercial or any sort of production where the idea that you stick with was the first idea
3: um most of them um so similar to your industry when you meet with a client and you um, discuss their needs um generally Mm -hmm. some clients have a really good idea of what they want and a really clear outset of what they want um you know if it's a branding advert there's obviously quite a bit of product placement in there Mm -hmm. no matter what even if you're selling a dream it's still imagery of the product for instance but um If you do a sale, you know, you you can get away with some stuff. Same with brand, you can get away with some stuff. But normally a client will make that quite clear in the first meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's to do with their expectations. So, you know, especially these days with digital around and and people are looking for a CPL, you know, they're, they're actually wanting to know where every dollar they spend is. It's really hard to convince someone to do some outlandish uh, you know, viral video, that might cost them 200000 mm. So, you know, yeah. how many, leads, do, how many leads does that yeah. get them? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah. so you started out doing
3: TV ads? TV adverts, yeah. All right, do you
0: want to kind of paint us a picture of yeah. your journey?
3: Sure. Um, so I finished uni, um, I did a Bachelor of uh, Multimedia, which uh, was fun but didn't learn anything like, like, <laughs> like everyone. a degree, yeah. <laughs> Like everyone, <laughs> yeah. I think we just had a lot of fun and uh, met some good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a job at... Uh, Flinders University, and that was live streaming lectures. So that was some of the first live streaming, I think, in Australia that oh, wow. was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and we used big ENG cameras, like you know, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars cameras, to live stream stuff, <laughs> for, you know, for students in in uh, like the River Town, of Riverland, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got a job for Win TV, um, mm-hmm. and that was filming and editing the daily news and making TV commercials. Mm-hmm. So in a very small TV environment like that um, there were only two of us out filming and editing the daily news and a daily news obviously goes for you know 30 minutes mm-hmm. minus bird yeah. ad- 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 mm-hmm. breaks so if you can imagine two people going out and filming that morning coming back editing and then it going live to air that night Jeez. as well as a live read as well it's mm-hmm. it's quite a high pressure job um you know and you had to do the little trailers that go on like you know tonight on winter so you had to put all of them (laughs) together as well um so was a very high pressure job and it was definitely trial by fire Mm -hmm. um and we made some very very low budget very shitty tv commercials Mm -hmm. but um i think they're charming now that i'm looking back at them but uh, (laughs) um it was trial by fire and you know working in a small team you learn a lot of you a lot of skills to mm-hmm. sort of get you through. So you know, at that point, you know, we're doing camera operation with big, you know, two hundred thousand dollars cameras, mm-hmm. um, lighting setups, and then edits, and and doing your all your own motion graphics. So everything from start to finish is all done by by you, wow. including you okay. know the, the news and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I think if you, as soon as you have a job like that, you can get a job anywhere. And I. Um, mm-hmm definitely developed a passion for TV commercials rather than editing the daily news for obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then I moved to Adelaide and worked for some agencies um, like Brand New Creative and Logic Films for a few years Um, and then had fun doing that, worked on some really big clients. Um, Some of them, for instance, might be Fruit Shocks, uh, Schneider Electric, Clipsaw 500, Mm -hmm. um, Kennard's All that sort of stuff, like some really big names, um, and it's really nice making national TV commercials. Like, especially when it's it's done by people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a
1: great sense of accomplishment, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it is. Especially when you've been given the time to make and craft something that you appreciate, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas something that you might be given a couple hours to make, Mm -hmm. Um, it's another story. I've made sixteen TV commercials in one day once. For for sixteen (laughs) ads? Yeah, sixteen. All motion graphic. Okay. Um, for, like, for like even for, um, still, TV though, that's yeah, yeah for TV okay, well. yeah. they're all revisions but it's still a lot of okay. yeah, a lot of, lot of work why do they need 16 different ads? Um so some of your national clients for instance they have maybe a generic donut advert mm-hmm. so they might have a sale on sheds or verandas or whatever it is mm-hmm. and they'll have the sale in the middle and they have a top and tail so the tops the logo with an animation and then the, the tail would be like you know um, Adelaide branch, or they'd mention the location, so mm-hmm. you'd have to do different variations depending on location. Okay. And obviously, some people have different sales and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, worked worked for some advertising agencies, and then um, I kind of felt like the industry was uh, dying down, mm-hmm. um, making TV commercials, and I sort of plateaued at the, I guess, what I thought was the top at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at. Where to go next, and uh, I initially thought it was Melbourne, um, so I looked at going to Melbourne and had a few job interviews over there, and um, decided to pull the pin. <coughs> excuse me, pull the pin last minute um, and stay in Adelaide because I saw that there was uh, a huge area for corporate clients. So going direct with corporate clients and working on the the dark side, as, uh, as we used to call it in mm-hmm. advertising. Um, so then, yeah, switched over to corporate world and worked for Australian outdoor living for a few years, um, okay. all, all while running my own little thing on the side. Mm-hmm. But, um, I guess last year I decided to jump ship and do it full time for a living. So, um, no regrets so
4: far. So, okay. nice. yeah.
0: so what's like doing, starting with doing ads for TV, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you focus more on social media, so doing video social media. Yeah. What's, what's changed mainly? Is it like still similar in terms of like structure of videos or has you need to adjust?
3: So obviously the industry has changed a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I still make a lot of TV adverts okay. um, and that is the main core. But I think clients these days are using TV adverts as a smaller portion of their marketing share. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance if I'm making a TV advert I might need to make some social media adverts to go with it so oh, okay. you know similar branded animation similar sale graphics and stuff but you know instead of a 30 second or a 15 second commercial you might cut it down to five seconds mm-hmm. you know get to the point really quickly and mm-hmm. so they can uh, play it on social media and obviously that that might involve turning a 16 by nine image up on its end for a vertical image or a square image right. or a square animation so mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess the platform and deliveries are definitely changing, but the creative is still the same. Mm-hmm. And, and in general, TV definitely has a big part to play for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you are right in saying that um, online video is definitely in the rise, mm-hmm. um, especially since uh, you know videos are converting better than stills in most, mm-hmm. most ways. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it's still quite different because you've got to adjust for like the YouTube, like that skip button probably plays a pivotal role so, in, you know. Yeah, so obviously you can
3: advertise it. on YouTube with locking it off that you have to watch the yeah, entirety sure. of the advert, yep. but, um, you know, there are some great adverts and great creative just around that skip button, like Geico adverts yeah, are yeah. a definite yeah. <laughs> must-watch for <laughs> anyone in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think getting to the point quickly for online is, yeah. is, is the key for sure. Yeah.
0: Do you find that brand, brand recall or, like, ad recall was better, like, during, like, in, in the prime of TV... Because, I don't know, like for me personally, I feel like I could recall like 10 ads from the late 90s, and early 2000s. Well, I can't really recall 10 ads from like a YouTube, like, you know, from the last month. I probably couldn't like name one ad that I watched on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Mm.
3: And I think that might be to do with the quantity that you're watching as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, back in the day, with some of these companies probably spent a lot of money on media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every advert break would be the same advert. You know, I remember yeah. watching... Um, What's that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? And it was on like three or four times a year and the same with Happy Gilmore. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they just rerun the same stuff because there wasn't that much content. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, I think, you know, the fact that you're flooding your your Facebook feed with adverts, you might just glance at it um, rather than take, you know, mental note of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the brand recall is the same and I think it's probably even more so, but I think it's sort of being allocated and sort of marked off in different areas. So, you know, when you put a TV advert on air these days, you you definitely need some Google advertising to back it. Um because right. people don't remember a phone number if you say, you know, call 1300 at the end of a number. They just Google it. They Google your brand. Yeah. Um and if you're not up on Google, then you you know, you're obviously up for some competition, but brand awareness is definitely a big part in a buyer's decision. Mm-hmm. You know, if they trust your brand because They've seen a TV advert; they're more likely to spend big bucks with you. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that like that's that's true. When you're watching an ad on TV, there's no like button you can press like an ad on. No, there's you know, no like, way like your of phone right. Yeah. There's no like
1: instant, instant action, action, is there? Yeah. Well,
3: there is in there is an online TV. But if you can imagine a customer, for instance, and this is a great insight for the catch up TV gang, is that you're making an advert, which is still a top of funnel media. You know, you're making a TV advert, but they're playing it on your phone or your iPad. Or the TV because you're streaming it through an Apple TV or a smart TV, and an advert comes up, and how many times? I don't know whether you guys have, but how many times do you click something to try to skip it because you're used to YouTube, for instance? So, if you if you run an advert on uh, Catch Up TV, you'll get a lot of click-throughs, but then you'll you'll get a huge bounce rate because people are like, they're obviously watching their favourite show. Like, who wants to stop and sign up <clears> for you know free measure and quote or something? Yeah, uh, it's just not going to happen. Um, but you know, it's still a great brand awareness. Uh, platform to use um, and obviously you know tv is moving towards some of that online stuff and they're introducing some targeting systems through tv recent or well, soon as well if not already there mm-hmm. um, where you know you're watching your favorite favorite tv show on on catch-up tv and they'll actually replace the adverts as you're watching them so they'll know what you're interested in and they'll switch out yeah oh really for you. Yeah.
1: yeah okay i guess it has to evolve then doesn't it
3: it is. I mean, it's, they're targeting. They're targeting the advert to suit the the customer, which mm-hmm. is what Facebook and, and you know, Instagram do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know it's going to get more that way. But I, I'm. I mean, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Facebook was all about micro targeting at one point. And now they're like, wait, no, that may have not been the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes you know you do need top of funnel media. So if you're not using TV as top of funnel media, you need to look at elsewhere to do so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think because with, you know, with the rise of online advertising, social media, it kind of lowered the barrier of entry, right? Because TV expensive. It's, it's not. It's not. Oh, really? It not isn't? at all. Okay. No.
3: Um, it used to be or what? Uh, I think production probably used to be quite expensive. Okay. Um, you know, to make a TV ever it doesn't cost that much okay. money um, and... You know, look, looking back at my day for Win TV, we used to make a TV advert and include two weeks of airtime for less than 400 bucks. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, that was ridiculous. But, yeah. um, you know, airtime in Adelaide, you can get uh, an advert from anywhere between $3 to, you know, a few thousand dollars for a 30-second spot, depending on the spots you buy. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, TV is still quite cheap, whereas, you know, you get a print advert, you're still up for thousands.
1: Yeah, um, print is so expensive, isn't it? It can be, yeah.
3: And you know, some products work better for print than, mm-hmm. than TV and vice yeah. versa. So I think, you know, you really need to know your audience and where to find them. It's it's not platform specific at all. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I'd, I always thought like TV cost you like a
0: hundred thousand to get a spot. No,
3: no, like no. prime I mean, time or something. I I have made an advert once um, with um, uh, Royal Society for the Blind, mm-hmm. and they purchased a hundred thousand dollar spot. Okay. Um. That was during, uh, you know, football grand final or something. Okay, right, but, sure. Uh, yeah, you don't have to spend that okay. much. Okay.
1: I guess it also helps that the technology has become, or camera technology in particular, has become more accessible so you don't have to worry about, you know, putting a lot of your budget behind equipment and technology. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Of course there is like the scale where you can, you can still have those hundreds of thousand dollars. ...ads that have the huge... Yeah, ...celebrities and stuff production, right. like Yeah, or yeah. go travelling or, mm. you know, have some sort of risk... ...or CGI or whatever it is. But mm. yeah, you know, you're right. It's, that scale has gotten bigger, especially on the lower end. Yeah, and like
3: TV is behind the times, like... Um we were in standard definition on TV until recently, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, cameras are out there filming 4K and 8K images, and yeah. we're still delivering. I still deliver TV commercials in standard definition, wow. because there's a huge cost. Uh, there's, I guess there's an extra cost involved in delivering high mm-hmm. definition, and and are you guaranteed that many more conversions? Probably not. Mm. Um, you really need to look at the graphics that you're making, and you know, you guys, you said you're a graphic designer, like. Mm if you can imagine scaling your image down 50%, is it still legible? So, mm. you know, you just avoid using things like thin fonts and stuff. Oh, um, you okay. know, anything that's very, you know, one or two pixels wide yeah. is just going to be lost. Mm. What's what's some standard definition? 5.76i. Um, so, you know, less than 720p. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty small. So, like... You Know, I guess it's what quarter of the resolution? I
1: don't know, it's inter- I mean, so it's in interlaced sure. rather than no. So,
3: or. so we don't deliver well, I don't deliver interlaced footage anymore. Um, yeah. it is, deli- it is um, delivered from the station as interlaced though. So, mm-hmm. we, we do deliver upper field first, um, and um, but we I don't edit in interlaced vision, I did back in the day. And it, for those who have done it, it's extremely annoying, mm-hmm. um, especially when adding motion graphics to a video because. If you imagine an interlaced video, you have to de-interlace it, add your graphics, and then interlace it again. Okay. So you actually lose a little bit of quality when you do that yeah. as well. Because
1: it's essentially is it pixel blending is like I I I learnt it in uni, but the difference between progressive and interlaced, but it always kind of went over my so, head.
3: So interlaced is if you can imagine, we'll stick with your 1920 uh HD yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. If you imagine you split the vertical resolution in half and then one frame is the upper field, and then the next frame along is the lower field. That's right. So you actually oh, yeah. get sure, sure, half so. the vertical resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that does is it enables a smoother motion. So, you know, you have go out and watch Lord of the Rings, for instance, and they've filmed it in 50p. And uh, you know, Some people are not a fan of that. I'm mm-hmm. personally not mm-hmm. a fan of that because mm-hmm. it looks like days of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the reason why they've done that is mm-hmm. to reduce motion blur and to make it look a little bit more realistic like it was, you know, the human eye. Mm-hmm. But um, for those sort of filmic people out there who like the filmic look, that slight motion blur you get when you film at 25p mm-hmm. is is what you're after. It just makes it a little bit smoother, a little bit more creamy, but um, it's the filmic look.
1: Yeah. yeah people love 24, 24 yeah. frames. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is weird.
0: Like when I play games that are more like, you know, like movie-like, I always change it to like 30 frames. I lock it at 30 frames because playing it at like 60 frames, it feels weird.
3: It feels like it's not... Like a movie. It's not hmm. cinematic, right? Yeah. I remember watching Lord of the Rings and at 50p and I was thinking, this just looks like a trailer for a video, <laughs> video game. <like>.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, with, with the um, newer TVs, or oh, not newer now, it's been around for years,
3: but like, you can actually adjust it so it makes it look, like, smoother, right? Yeah. So that's one of those things that people in, you know, the video industry tend to know you, that's the first thing you turn off. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. same, yeah. Like, all, the, all those yeah. motion flow things, they're adding in frames that don't exist. Mm. So it's looking at the vision on screen and then, you know, the, the computer in that TV or, or you, you know, your own computer is looking at them and then saying this is the in-between frame between that and that one, and they'll do like an, an approximation. Mm-hmm. So it's not a frame that actually exists. Mm-hmm. It's just made up. Um, and you can get some really weird effects and artifacts happening when you do that, but yeah. uh, it does appear smoother to the eye. Oh. Oh, that's interesting.
0: So with, um, you know, with the barrier lowered, I suppose, for social media. Do you think, like, the bigger companies are catching on now and it's making, like, it's pushing the barrier up again or is it still still fairly, like, an even playing ground, you know, with, the, like, your small niche companies? What do you mean by a barrier to entry on social like, media? sort of, like, costs and, like, kind of competing for space, like, yeah. being seen by people. Because Facebook changed the algorithm, right, that makes it,
3: like, harder for your posts to be seen. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah. I think the core principles are always there. Um, in terms of if you've got a good un- good insight and a good design and and you know it's eye catching, it's always mm-hmm. going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have a good message. It, it, it needs to be immediately clear what you're trying to sell and mm-hmm. why and why it helps them. Um, aside from that, once you're scrolling through your Facebook feed, obviously you want your product or your advert to stand out from the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, some some ways for instance of of that happening um back when news feeds used to be still images videos we really well because it's like wow what is that that's moving Mm -hmm. um you know i think 360 degree photos came out recently and you know you scroll down you're like it it sort of wobbles as you move down you're like whoa what was that so Mm -hmm. you stop
1: i Um, hate that sometimes because i'll scroll and all of a sudden i'm scrolling in a photo i'm like oh i'm meant to be scrolling through my Uh, feed. but yeah anyway
3: so anything (laughs) like that that breaks the breaks the chain of you just scrolling down um, is obviously good. So, mm. if you think about that principle, anything works. So, you know, you could try a black and white image. You could try flipping an image upside down. Like, you know, who flips an image upside down on Facebook? The would great yeah, okay. start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, maybe something on the side, so something pops out from the side instead mm-hmm. of its instead of it from the bottom, like everyone expects it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can use some principles like that, you know, mm-hmm. looking back at old school television, you know, some flashy stuff, you know, some lens flares or some star wipe type things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all that sort of thing works, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but it's all to draw the eye in. So, you know, you want it to look different from mm-hmm. the from the advert above and the advert below. Mm-hmm.
0: It, is, it is strange because, because, you know, obviously marketers adapt to, you know, the actual platform of what they're given. And it's like people always have subtitles, right, because people don't, listen to the video so kind of scrolling past it mm. so everyone has to have subtitles now it's like a weird
1: well also because Facebook doesn't play audio yeah, yeah automatically yeah, and, yeah. and well, Isn't it Instagram like, as well
0: is it a set like can you turn that on I think you can turn it on right
3: you can turn audio on but yeah. majority of people watch yeah,
1: with audio off annoying.
0: so
3: you do need to make sure you design a video that you know with that in mind mm-hmm. um, Facebook do recommend you actually put text on a video as well at the moment um, right. you know back in mm-hmm when you make a still image and you you know you, you boost it or you put it through Ad, Ad Manager on Facebook, mm-hmm. they charge a premium or they don't even let you you know produce it if it's more of a, you know, too many... If there's too many words on the screen, mm-hmm. it won't let you use it as an advert. But for yeah, video, yeah. it lets yeah. you...
1: It's 20, yeah, 20% yeah. or more. There you go. Yeah.
3: So for video, it doesn't matter as long as it's not on the first frame. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they say you have to grab your audience's attention in the first five seconds. I feel like, especially for social media and, and that mobile feed, mm-hmm. it's gotta be even quicker than that because Definitely. you scroll through your feed so quickly. It's gotta be the first yeah. two mm-hmm. seconds. If brand that.
3: brand and offer within the first two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs yeah. to be catchy and memorable. Yeah. yeah.
0: What's your um, what's your thoughts on having like a really professional, like high quality production rather I mean like
3: as as opposed to having like a very kind of do it yourself <laughs> kind of style.
4: Um,
3: I think there's a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed a lot of people online who used to write a lot of blogs, they're now filming themselves. and mm-hmm. They might walk around the block with their phone filming mm-hmm. themselves talking.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that's a terrible idea. Like mm-hmm. No one wants to watch you walk around a block giving a talk. Like, mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a sweet spot in between. I think big production value and big production um, results can, can happen for a lower cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you take some shortcuts. You know, sometimes... You might need a, a music track, for instance, for a high-budget commercial, and that music track yeah. alone might set you back 250000 mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. But is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, is that really going to get you that many extra leads because you've spent that money? It could be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, selling, if you're selling, you know, a $5 million product and you only have to sell two of them, you mm-hmm. know, it might be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're selling a 50-cent product, you know, there's no point outlaying that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point you need to you know decide on how much you're willing to spend on production and, and obviously marketing to get a return on investment that you're happy with
1: yeah, I feel like that mentality is very is very much thanks to s- platforms like YouTube where you have these very these creators that are very DIY you, you said uh, particularly the LinkedIn pe- pe- people will go around instead of blogging they' they're essentially vlogging and I think that's come from YouTube but there is a there is a sweet spot because I think Audiences are tuned in to these things. So if they see someone trying to do something that they're not used to doing, they kind of they pick up on that immediately and they or, or immediately have this sort of negative eye towards it mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. if that makes some yeah. sort of sense. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think people are catching on. Like video is a good thing and it produces some good outcomes. And um, even Google at the moment, they promote videos in you know, the top few search results above all you know some of their adverts right. that people are paying money for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good sign that at the moment it's good to have videos, mm-hmm. whether it's on your website, whether it's on your Facebook page. It's obviously a great platform to discuss what you're selling and, and obviously provide the needs and, and outcomes of what you're giving someone. But mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's definitely within the grasp of everyone and every company at the moment to make some videos, mm-hmm. whether they do it themselves or pay, pay to get it done mm-hmm. It should be done.
0: Yeah right. That's and that's free, right? When it, like when you look up like a trailer, yeah.
3: and it comes up first, like it's yeah. the first couple. And you know, yeah. if, if if let's say you guys, um, you know, you want to do some app design, if you mm-hmm. made a video tagging at app design and, mm-hmm. and you've got some talking to camera, mm-hmm. and then you write down your transcript underneath in mm-hmm. the YouTube channel, then YouTube that video might be suggested as one of the top results without putting any money in, wow, because yeah. it's flagged as app design. Mm-hmm.
1: It's that SEO man, yeah. mm. bloody SEO. Hmm. People prefer to watch videos. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's, it's interesting. I was talking to these two before, but you know, um, Jack Jack Black, the actor. Yep. He just released um, like his YouTube channel. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's very like his. I think his son films it on his phone, and yeah, it's like has like a very like do it yourself like rough kind of style. And yep. his his channel I think is more popular than like Will um, Will Smith's channel. And he has like a huge production crew that like follows him around and stuff.
3: YouTube's a funny thing. Yeah. It, it still amazes me that people earn. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a month mm. just for playing games online and yeah. people streaming it. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah. Like, why would you rather watch someone play a game than do it yourself?
1: The <laughs> difference between Will, for me, mm-hmm. the difference between Will Smith and Jack Black is that Will Smith has a production team behind him and mm. it, it comes across as try-hard. It's yeah, that point right. I made before: is it comes across fake and disingenuous. Whereas Jack Black, uh, one, he's I think much more charismatic mm. and relatable, but no. also it does have that very guerrilla style. Like he does, he mm. doesn't know what he's doing, and he fully admits it. Yeah, and yeah. he's not—he's he, not really putting money behind it or anything. Mm, yeah, he's just doing it because he
3: wants to do it. Mm. What you're saying—the word "genuine" is definitely one that sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if if you're a company, filming testimonials is always a great thing. Mm. You know, hearing the voice and seeing someone who's enjoying what they've purchased from you is, is always a good thing. Mm. But if if you put too much production value into a testimonial video, it's just going to look yeah, fake. It it's going to look like a commercial. Yeah, so you know, film it grungy, film it handheld, mm-hmm. make it look a little bit homemade because yeah. that's what it needs to look genuine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes down to that balance of make it look good, but don't make
3: it look too good. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the most important thing with any video is actually audio, um, because Ooh, yes. it, mm. because someone will sit through shitty video, but they won't sit through shitty audio. Yeah, that's true. Just touch your ears. Mm.
1: So <laughs> it's, a lot, it's so much more uncomfortable.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like, it is the same thing with like podcasts, for example. Like, if I if I start listening to like a podcast and the first five seconds sounds shit, I'll just turn it off straight yeah, away, right? Yeah. And the intro music, oh <laughs> yeah, if the intro music's bad. You just like nah Yeah what's What's your thoughts on podcast um, ads? Um, have you Have you looked into it much? As what? in sponsored
1: adverts? Yeah, because like, like Spotify yeah. or. Yeah, I mean, day.
0: like, because I, I was talking again to some people about like brand recall, and I feel like podcasts have a really high brand recall. Like, I could, I could probably tell you the last ten ads I've heard on podcasts. What sort know. of podcast you listening to, though? Oh, like some gaming ones, some like uh, history ones, high-core History. Yeah, some crime ones. And are the adverts targeted at what your interests are? Oh, uh, not, not really. Yeah, like I think, I think they've they've started doing. Um, ad spots where it's actually like it actually leaves out like a section in the podcast and actually fills it in according to what you listen to and what you look up. Oh, really? I think it, yeah, I think it hooks up with like Google ad somehow or some kind of ad yeah, service. Right. But most yeah, most um like there's a dude called Malcolm Gladwell um and he he kind of like integrates the ad into his show. So be like and he yeah. he kind of references like say so let's say he's talking about a um this is the ad actually I remember from him. He's talking about like hiring staff. So his sponsor is some, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, re, um, recruitment agency oh, yeah, or like a website. That. So he linked it to yep. Star Wars. Yep. So he's like, he's like, imagine if you know the, uh, the Empire had a good, you know, service they can use. Like they, like they can hire stormtroopers who can shoot straight. And he could like link, he linked that into his yep. ad. It's like it's, it's super clever how he do it. Yeah. That's yeah.
3: a good, it's a good thing linking adverts in into the content, mm. but it's also risky. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're seen as a sellout because yeah. you're, you're <laughs> doing Too many, too <laughs> many advertorials, yeah. you're, you're gone yeah. and no one's going to trust anything uh-huh. you say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you really need to align yourself to the brands that you want to work with, mm-hmm. um, which is why I sort of ask, you know, are they relevant to your industry? Because if if you're listening to a podcast and you hear something and you're in that zone for buying, so, you know, that is something you're interested yep. in. Mm. You'll you have brand recollection on that product, mm-hmm. whereas you know a top of funnel advert, you know you might hear it, you might see it, and you might not you might not even flinch, you might not even realize you've seen it mm-hmm. until the time that it comes that you're actually in the in the process of buying that product yeah, yeah. or looking for
1: it. Mm-hmm. I was like that with the movement watches, which I am currently oh, wearing really? right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Okay. I I think movement and I'm trying to remember the other one, I think it was Audible, were some of the first though those first audio ads particularly on podcasts mm. started to mm-hmm. pop up so that was the perfect time because there weren't that many businesses that were doing these audio ads and that, that stuck with really that stuff yeah. that sticks with you yeah but yeah I think audio especially podcasts are on the rise now mm. there's oh, been a yeah. huge s- surge 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 yeah, is the surge, word yeah. <laughs> there's a huge surge of podcasts in the last like two years mm.
2: yeah it's quite
1: recent.
3: I used to spend 11 hours a week driving to and from work and, and podcasts <laughs> hours? podcasts, podcasts mm. were my saviour.
4: Yeah? Um, mm.
3: like Where'd you po- work? Um, down at Regency Park at the time. Okay. Um, and I live in Bel so it's quite a hike. Oh, wow. but, um, <laughs> podcasts definitely made the drive bearable mm-hmm. and I used to love podcasts. And I used to think any podcast I can get my hands on and listen to that yeah. I like, it's mm-hmm. obviously a winner. But... I remember people always recommended a podcast and then one weekend you finished it all and you're just like, mm-hmm. what, how? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so um, going back, uh,
0: you mentioned that... So um, basically I want to touch on some of the skills that you think are required, I guess, for kind of creating good video
3: content in, Yeah,
0: for yep. companies.
3: I think uh, motion graphics is obviously is my core skill, but it's mm-hmm. also one that I, I stand by if... If you're in the video industry, even if you're a graphic designer, you need to have some, some motion graphic skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking outside a video platform, you've got, you know, your Google Display adverts and stuff. So, you know, that's HTML5 animations. the same thing. You need to have some motion graphic background. Mm-hmm. Um, After Effects is a, is a great tool to get into to learn how to animate. Um, and, you know, for graphic designers, it's something you can dabble in and, and making, I guess, your design come to life is definitely a gratifying process, but it's also a process that clients are very happy to, to receive. Um, so it's, it's, it's worthwhile investing in some time to, to to put the tools down, I guess, your graphic yeah. design tools down and pick up some animation stuff. Yeah.
1: It's like a sandbox, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And, you know, that does open up a new world. And, you know, not everyone can make a TV, ad- TV advert, for instance, but... Everyone should be able to make a Facebook photo, like a Facebook post, a Facebook animation. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it might take you 12 hours the first time, but it might take you an hour the second time mm-hmm. or the fourth time. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, you can start charging your clients. Yeah. Um, clients mm-hmm. want more and more from smaller business mm-hmm. um, in the creative industry. They want someone who's a, I guess, a full service agency without the price tag. And corporate companies want to to hire an individual to come out and solve their problems. So the more skills you can possess and, I guess, master Mm -hmm. at that point, the better you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Which is completely the opposite advice of what I got when I started out. You know, (laughs) people were saying, specialise, specialise, specialise. And that that was very influential people telling me that. And I remember thinking, oh, I just, I I like doing too many things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't regret not Mm specialising because if if I specialised, I'd have some shitty job where I might decide, you know, I might get the chance to do lighting on a shot or, You know, I might have animated or modelled a hand on a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You have more opportunities. And for me, a a big fear is getting stuck in a rut of just doing the same thing over and over again. And Mm. I feel like if I specialised, that would just happen immediately. and Mm. I would just be flitting between passions and jobs just from like a weekly basis. Mm. And I strongly think that being a jack of all trades is better Mm. than... Yeah. being master of one thing. And that's why I hate the, the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. I think, so what? <laughs>
0: well, I think because companies, like because the playing field's kind of open, right, because, you know, internet and everything. And so sure. there's a lot more smaller companies, like a lot more niches. And I guess most of them don't have, you know, the, the money to hire, you know, a specialized person in every well, single category.
3: Right? It's interesting though, because I've noticed that companies are doing that. Oh really? Okay. They they're hiring. For instance, you see social media adverts out for like for a social media coordinator or Mm -hmm. a social media manager, whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. social media something. Mm -hmm. And you see all these adverts out there, and those clients don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want someone to post on their Facebook. You know, who can who can do that? Mm -hmm. But some people might want something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, They might want something a little bit more than that. And some of the bigger companies are noticing. You know, instead of spending a couple hundred thousand dollars on a digital Agency, they're spending you know eighty thousand or a hundred thousand on a few people in house mm-hmm. um, who can do exactly what they need for for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. It might not get the same results, but it's getting a good return on investment, and that is the key to, to all of this. is is obviously getting a good return on investment for your clients, which makes them happy. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, looking once again, referring to making TV adverts, when I was in that industry, we didn't care about how well our advert is how how our advert was received or how many leads it got we Mm -hmm. just cared for instance if we if we ran a sale advert saying you know we've got a closing down sale everyone come to the car park at this time at this day Mm -hmm. you know if we get a couple hundred people there you're happy Mm because the client's happy whereas these days you know they want to know where every dollar spent they want to know where that twenty dollars spent and did that get them a lead Mm -hmm. and i think that's a bit tough but you know it's it's up to you know some of you guys in the digital world to partner with the creatives to Mm -hmm. sort of make sure that happens.
0: How do you track uh,
3: stats on um, TV ads? Like, um, okay. So they track a few things, but most of them are rubbish. <laughs> 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 you know, have you, have, All you, fake. have you guys, for instance, a good, a good example is, you know, you look at a print, a print run and they say, well, this advert's going out. To a print run of X which has an audience of Y mm. plus you know this is a coffee table book so it's going to be on someone's table for six months so how many other people are going to look at that and you're just mm-hmm. like nah it doesn't doesn't work that way. No. Um, with TV they can definitely guarantee audiences mm. so you buy audience blocks and you definitely buy um, audience blocks that are relevant to your product so they'll recommend spots and they know percentages of, of how many people watch that that TV show, for instance, you might be interested in your demographic, or you know they are your demographic. Sorry, um, so you might be targeting homeowners, and homeowners might watch home renovation shows. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious, but you know that's that's something that you might want to flag. So then you buy TV advert spots during home renovation shows, mm-hmm. and they know how many of those people watch that show versus how many people who might not own a home, mm-hmm. and then they look at the percentage of what your target audience is, and then they you can buy based upon that. Okay. But with, um, like, but with actual numbers, do they track like a small percentage of people and then they approximate like how many people watch? So like that it, it, that's changed as well a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be a few people who'd volunteer and there was like a box on top yeah, of their yeah, TV yeah, I and remember they that. used to plug in while they were watching and stuff. Okay. <laughs> but with the age of smart TVs, you know, most people are logged into their TV these right, days. Okay. You know, it might not be 100%. It might not even be 50%, but mm-hmm. it might be 20% of all mm-hmm. Australians, for instance. And they're logged in on their smart TV and that TV knows exactly what they're watching mm. it knows mm. what station and when so right. you know that shares the data with the TV right. TV station
1: okay I guess there's no right. way of tracking after the ad really is there
4: there's in a few people or... there's a
3: few people who have tried um, so what they've tried doing is linking you know your Google search results or phone numbers based upon time slots mm-hmm. so you uh-huh. know, okay they yeah. might they might you know, during an advert break, you might see an advert and then ring up straight away. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a great way of tracking. I don't think, as I said before, like mm-hmm. if someone's watching a great show and they're really into it, you know, you're not going to stop and ring to say, oh, I'm interested no. in that office chair. Mm-hmm. Like, when can I get it or can I
1: come out today? Mm-hmm. You, you might can. come back to it like in an hour or two once the program's finished. But, yeah. And,
3: yeah. you know, that might take – these these services might take some of that into account, but it's always going to be approximation. I think if you spend money on TV, you have to wipe it off as top of funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, I think things like Google, for instance, when you search for a product and it comes up and someone clicks on it, they're not going to search for your brand without knowing who you are. So I think brand recall is a definite tester for for how well your advert's Mm -hmm. working. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay, cool.
3: All right.
0: So I've got two final questions. If you've got any, you can ask too. So uh, do you think Facebook's listening to our conversations?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why are you limiting
2: it to
0: just Facebook? Oh, any, any
3: Disturbingly, I actually kind of think it yeah, is. Yeah, me too. Um, the amount of times that I've had a discussion with someone about a restaurant or a cafe and then all of a sudden I've been served an advert for them is really creepy. Yeah. Like I have a clue of how that works, but obviously because I'm in a similar mm. you know, partner industry, but it, damn, that's freaky.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was—I mean, I was just wondering if it's just me or if it's actually doing it. Because you know that have you seen that Jim Carrey movie with the number, and he sees the same number over and over. Oh, um, it's like f- number forty-three or whatever. 24? Yeah, something like that. No, not twenty-four. So, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like the ending is like he's—he's he's only seeing it because he's looking for the 42. number. Forty-two. Yeah, something. Yeah, forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so, was, that was important. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> So basically, he's, he's either like, it's kind of like an open ending. Like, is he only seeing the number because he's looking for the number, or is it actually there? Like, I think it's the same thing with these ads. I nah, don't know. There's, there's, it's, enough,
1: it's there's my, enough experiences mm. that people have had and enough proof that it's out there. I,
3: I know they read, you know, obviously Google Assistant reads your emails if you let it. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think Facebook re- released some announcement recently that mm. said they don't read your messages, but who's to say it's they're that's not? In there, that's right?
1: actually Spotify. So I read somewhere and and I can't remember how I found it, but I found out that when you link your Facebook account with your Spotify, Spotify were then able to go into your direct messages and read your direct messages.
3: See, I'm pretty sure they announced they didn't have access, like developers didn't have access to that, but that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did see something else where Mm. someone bought a brand new phone, Mm. brand new number and everything, just clean slate, Mm. had it off, Mm. walked did like a, a one-mile walk or something and then turn it back on and they were able to pull the data from it mm. and it would attract their whole path. Really? Yeah, location data. Location. Yeah, so your phone's never off. Well, no. In
3: Facebook, you know, location targeting is a definite big trigger. Mm. So yeah. they, they, they can target individual mm. buildings if you really want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had like a couple of weird instances, a handful. I think once during a podcast we were talking about, what were we talking about like KFC? But I feel like KFC
3: has a very open <laughs> net of ads
1: Something like dog food or something that's like really specific that you Oof, would never yeah, look up. Surely yeah.
3: everyone on Facebook who's not interested in yeah. veganism or vegetarian yeah. like KFC. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, their their advert scheme yeah. is everyone but these two people. <laughs> uh,
0: and I think like only like once that made me really concerned was I was talking to my dad about getting a chicken coop and... And I, then you had
3: a KFC advert. No, no no, <laughs> no, no,
2: no, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> I've, I, I swear I've never... I've never messaged anyone about chicken coop. I've never searched chicken coop. I just had like a quick conversation with him about yeah. like having our own eggs. And then the next day I had a a chicken coop, like build your own chicken coop ad in Facebook. Like that that seems very abstract, right? It does. Yeah. I'm gonna talk into
1: my phone right now. Chicken coop. <laughs> chicken, coop. <laughs> chicken coop. Chicken coop. Wait, my phone's back, my I'll come th- back to you next week. My phone's listening. We're all gonna get chicken That's coop shush. ads. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yes they are 100% listening. Yeah. Mm.
3: I I I think Facebook is an is a necessary evil unfortunately. Yeah. I I'd rather live life without it but yeah. I know as a business you, yeah. you can't live with
1: life without it. So the whole could, the whole can of worms would then be to say do we really care? Like there are yeah, some people that yeah. probably don't give a shit. Mm. I'm like you know what? It makes it life so easier. What? It gives you the products you want. So. that's the scary yeah. thing for me is that there are just people who are like meh. Yeah just don't care they're aware right?
2: mm. yeah all right yeah.
1: yeah
2: whatever
0: um final question before we wrap up what what's the future for tv do you think do you think it's going to continually decline do you think it's going to evolve into something else
3: so there's there's data out there that shows it has been declining and there's also data that says it hasn't been mm-hmm. um i don't know what necessarily to listen to but mm-hmm. i do know things come and go mm-hmm. um you know traditional media is definitely on the way back mm-hmm. um, I think because big companies don't trust in Facebook and they don't trust in Google mm-hmm. and they want to look for other platforms and unfortunately there aren't that many platforms out there to be spending marketing dollars on
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, so they're looking for anything they can do um, you know social media influences are, are a good thing but take out the social media and, and you know that might be a possibility mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, there needs to be other platforms to spend money on, yeah. you know. So I think the future currently is in content making or making content yourself mm. mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, producing content for these social media platforms. I think TV won't die. I think it will change. I think this targeting thing that yeah. they're, they're coming out with probably <laughs> won't stick around too long. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might change. It might evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's always going to be there. Mm.
1: People said that cinema was going to die when Netflix and streaming servers came out and it dipped, but if you go and look at the highest grossing films of all time now, they're all films that have, most of them are films that have come out in the last three or four years. So it'll just, yeah, you're right. It'll just evolve. It'll just turn into something else. And I think
3: part of that is to do with, I mean, the pricing has been brought down. It's definitely more realistic to go see a cinema now for for fourteen dollars yeah. or something mm-hmm. rather it is. Yeah, than yeah, because no. it skyrocketed.
1: It was like twenty dollars for a ticket, yeah. and well, now 30, it's thirty
3: thirty for like a three D one. You're like, know. really? <laughs> yeah,
1: and the way they get around that now is they have like the specials, especially like cinema cinema for marrying an event or event cinemas has actually got some benefit to it now because mm. you can get quote unquote mm-hmm. discounts. Yeah, it's just I think it's all just markup. Mm. They,
3: I mean, cinema advertising is another platform people use and mm-hmm. I've, I've made quite a fair share of cinema adverts okay. um, and it's is definitely a good platform for, for local businesses trying to sort of advertise for their local uh, people. So, you know, you might go to Mitcham Cinema and you see an advert for a Mitchum, yeah. Mitchum shop mm-hmm. and it's a good place because mm-hmm. they're obviously local. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's the same thing as doing a letterbox drop. You know, you, you're targeting people in that area.
0: Yeah, it's true. Actually, I went to um, the the West Lakes one, and they had like the West Lakes Optus
3: store like in there. The, and, and most ad, most weird, of them, man. most of them is is as going back to the word that we talked about before. Mm. Most of those adverts are very genuine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of them are genuine. Very, some of them are very cringeworthy. That's yeah, for sure. yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of power in it, but you've got to get it right.
0: Yeah, I think like my my view with TV is that it's weird because I feel like it is coming back around a little bit because. You know, with Netflix, I have like Netflix, Stan, Amazon Prime, like Anime Lab. I've got like everything. Jeez! And I scroll through everything. I never watch anything. I just end up like putting on my TV and I just like leaving it on. You just <laughs> want it to pick for you, yeah? It's, yeah. it's that oversaturation yeah. of yeah, choice. It's, just, it's too much choice. The decision is yeah. a hard one. Yeah, yeah. I actually end up buying movies more like on iTunes because I don't know what to watch, and I feel like if I buy something, I'm forced to watch it.
3: But it's also because you, you feel like you're getting a bit more value out of it like if you, because you paid more money for it i think mm. you enjoyed a bit more yeah like you know you paid you yourself into yeah. enjoying it. like yeah.
1: I, I paid a lot of money for this I've, i have to enjoy it now i've yeah. paid three dollars yeah.
3: 99 for yeah. this so i'm not gonna go on my <laughs> phone for the entire yeah. movie yeah oh yeah i'm like because
0: because with renting as well right you got know, like a small window to watch it it's like i have to watch this i have to concentrate and watch it
1: <laughs> i still buy blu-ray i like the physical yeah i, I Games as well. I mm. buy discs. I like, just like that mm. physical. I gave my Blu-ray player away the other day. Just oh, left really?
3: Left on the side of the street, yeah. and it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I gave away all my oh, Xbox shame. games too. They were gone oh, in ten, really?
1: 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, right.
3: yeah.
1: yeah. Well, before we go, is there anything that you wanted to plug? I hear you do motion design courses as well. Yeah. So I've I've just started doing some
3: motion design courses, um, and a bit, you know some small group training, um, and. Initially, I've started doing it for free for the for the love of my craft. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, you know... Don't, it, don't say that on the podcast, although <laughs> that's what people will expect. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: you know, advice is always free. If someone wants to come to me with, yeah. and ask, how do I do this mm-hmm. or why isn't this working, if I've got time, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great thing about Adelaide is, is people do spend time helping others out. Mm-hmm. It is about who you know, then what you know. Mm-hmm. So it's great to network. Um, so... Recently, I did a, a course in Rising Sun Pictures let me do the, the animation course in their private cinema, which was absolutely oh, fantastic. Awesome. Wow. Um awesome. That's cool. And ideally, I'd love a space to be able to, to teach some more people, mm-hmm. but um, I need to look into it a bit more. So if anyone has a space that they, they want to <laughs> let me use, that'd be fantastic. Okay. Maybe I can train their designers in, re, in return. There you go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Bit of a contra deal. Okay.
0: Yeah, contra. <laughs> so what, um, what channels can people find you?
3: Um... Yeah, they can find me on socials. Socials, Um, But, I mean, my website, motionbydesign.com.au is probably where they they should find me Um, because although I'm on socials, as I've clearly mentioned to you Mm -hmm. guys, I'm not necessarily a fan. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um, I like producing content for it, but that's because I like producing the content. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, find me on my website. It's a good website. I had a look before. Thanks, man. (laughs)
1: All right, thank you very much for coming. Thanks.